Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Great potential without a matching character is equal to great collapse. And authority without integrity will result in calamity. Yes, Pastor Francis Aubin, proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you that you're going to speak to us through your word. Your word will bless us. And we will live here full of your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse Okay, let's read Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1 in the NLT. It's our month of faith, so we want to consider something that's very important in our work of faith. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Is it powerful? Please take your seat. I want to speak to you about the confident faith, part two. The confident faith, part two. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for shall happen. The confidence that what we hope for shall happen in dictionary terms confidence is trust in a person or a thing so most of you if you come to my house my children sometimes do something that is really interesting they come to our bedroom and they jump on our bed and the bed lifts them up and down you say stop and they will still be jumping back and forth what gives them the courage to be able to do that is that they are confident in the bed that they can carry them are you following now so I also sometimes jump on my bed and sleep. I would jump on the bed first and before I organize. But what makes me to jump on my bed like in a swimming pool is because I'm confident that that bed can carry me. Praise the Lord. In biblical terms, The Bible said in Jeremiah that blessed is the man that put his trust in God. So putting your trust in God means that you believe that God can carry you. As I'm standing on this podium, I'm not thinking about this podium because I have already imposed confidence in the podium that it can carry my weight. Is it clear? So when you have confidence in God, you believe that God can carry you and can take you to your destination. So he said, faith 
is the confidence that what you hope for will happen. Praise the Lord. That what you and I hope for will happen is faith. The confidence in God. And then he said also that it gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Oh, Jesus. This is what is called the blessed assurance. This is faith. So we are talking about a confident faith. Faith gives you that blessed assurance. That what you don't see with your physical eyes. Or what you are not seeing yet with your physical eyes. Still has the greatest possibility of happening. It's a blessed assurance. That means that it's not written on paper. It's a spiritual assurance. Spiritual insurance. That this thing that you have been hoping for will happen. It is the evidence is in your spirit. Imprinted in your spirit. That even though I don't see it. It's still working. And it's going to happen. Is it powerful? So faith gives you something to hold on to. Even when there is nothing to physically hold on to. Because you have the blessed assurance. And I believe that this is what differentiates the spiritual man from the carnal man. Because the carnal man rests his or her confidence in the five senses of the human life. But the spiritual man, the believer, has faith that gives him confidence that the things he hopes for will happen. And he has the blessed assurance that the things he cannot see will become a reality. It puts you in another realm altogether. Anybody who has faith becomes a superman. Because you operate in a realm that the mind cannot comprehend. You operate in a realm that human beings do not understand. You are like an eagle flying in your realm that vultures cannot fly. And you know, when it's like that, it's difficult. The eagle is a mystery to the vulture. Because all of them are birds. And they belong to the birds family. But the vulture is limited in flight. And the eagle is not limited. So some people, it's a mystery. It's a mystery to them how you operate. And for a child of God, your faith has got ingredients. And one of the strongest ingredients of your faith is called confidence. Or blessed assurance. Or in biblical terms, boldness. Praise the Lord. Do you know that there are some people who believe that when you are going before the, before the Lord, you must remove your sandals. That you are not clean enough from wherever you have come from. Some people also have put God there and man here. 
and they believe that man is not the class of God. So, it's like some old gray-headed man, God, somewhere, and we are some non-entities be also in a lower class. But man is not a low class being. Man is God. There's nothing like man. The believer is no man. The believer is spirit. God made clay and the clay was lifeless. And what gave the clay life was God. Why do I say so? He breathed into the clay his own life. And the clay jumped up. Is there a good? This is God walking. Are you here with me at all? The born again is God walking on it. That's why the Bible says, ye are gods. Ye are what? God. Say, I'm a God. Talk to me now. Say, I'm a God. So when the Bible says that he's a king of kings and the lord of lords, he's not talking to idols. So. King of kings. You and I, Revelation 5.10, we are kings and priests. So when he's king of kings, he's there. We are his assembly. He's talking to us. He said he doesn't care about idols. They can care about themselves. Maybe they can enter Satan's council. But we have the Holy Ghost in us. And we are seated with him, with Christ Jesus, in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. Look at where you are. Seated with him. Bible says we are complete in him. In him. It's yours. That makes you super supernatural. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Supernatural. That's why the prosecutor could not jail the guy. The magistrate tore the paper. You don't jail a spirit. This is God. The word has already gone forth. And the word will speak for this guy. He said in the jail, the prophecy came to him. This thing you are encountering, it has already been dealt with. You know, so, it, this is it. Like I was saying in the first service now. You bring your passport. You see that man of God for the first time. You bring your passport to him after a service. He holds the passport. He's praying for you that you will not be jailed. In a foreign land. You say, oh. Do we take passport to jail? <laughs> but God is sorting out something in the future. Six years after, it has become real to him that this thing is not ordinary. Now, knowing this should give you confidence. Your faith is expressed in your confidence in God. Faith is the confidence. Faith is not the timidity or piosity or anxiety. That's one of the scriptures that goes straight to the definition of faith. It seeks to define. Some people say it's explaining, but me, I'm saying when they say is, I think it's definition now. Faith is, oh boy, 
Faith is confidence. Tell somebody, faith is confidence. Not confidence in yourself. Or confidence in things around you. But confidence, one, in the person of God. Two, in the abilities of God. To perform those things that you hope for. And the blessed assurance that those things that you don't see will still come to pass. That faith is blessed assurance. (laughs) It's an assurance from the blessed one. That when I tell you that I will give you something you believe is within my power to give, it makes you happy. That even though you have not seen it, you know it's a dandy, right? But when someone whom you do not appraise to have the capacity to give you what he's telling you he will give you, it, it just becomes, the Greek word is in your mind. You know, that, that this thing, is it possible? Is it blah, blah, blah? Is it blah, blah? With God, all things are what? So, if you say you have faith, it tells in how confident you are standing before God. And if you are confident to appear before God, you will not be timid or intimidated by the presence of men. Or the presence of adversity. Or bad circumstances. Because it is impossible to cry before God and cry before man. Impossible to bow before God and bow before a man too. Abraham said, I have already lifted up my hands unto Jehovah. So a man cannot take credit for my blessing. It's confidence. That's why we say that. Let us now come boldly. Say boldly. That's faith. The people who don't have faith, when they are going to God, they remove their sandals. Because they don't know that they are one in marriage with God. They even think they are going to God. We, we don't go to God though. We are in God. And God is in us. This is mobile God walking. Are you following this thing? Jesus said, I am in you and you are in me. There is a marriage between God and the child of God. It's deep revelation. And we don't expect unbelievers to understand. Because it's beyond their head. Hey. So when you say you have faith, you actually walk in confidence. Boldness. Not looking at the circumstances around. And you are sure that whatever promise God has given will come to pass. Now hear me. Here today we are going to wave our first fruit. You wave this first fruit without any doubt in your mind. That what he says he will do is already done. Tell somebody it's already done. That's confidence. Confidence says that this platform is not now struggling to hold me. That it already has the strength to hold me. That's why I can run to the platform. Not thinking it will crash or it will, it will crumble whilst I stand on. Are you following this thing at all? 
Confidence tells you that the thing is already done before you even started a journey. So your faith must be expressed in your confidence in God. Now that Hebrew we wanted to speak about. So now let's say something else in this scripture. This is NLT saying faith is the confidence. It didn't say a confidence. It's definite. That is, you are settled in that which God has said. And there is no doubt in your mind any day that any circumstance would change what God has said about you. The confidence. There is a state of being. The confidence. A state of operation. That's why you see somebody like me and it looks like I'm not, I'm careless about everything. I'm not careless. Naturally, I'm not careless. I'm a very calculated person. The way my mind works. But my confidence in God doesn't give me the opportunity to think about the negative manifestation that other people think about. Because all I see is you. And if I see God, then I see his hand. Then I see his power. Then I know that no circumstance can be bad enough for my God to bring me out. Praise the Lord. Yes, that gives me confidence. Gives me confidence. Now, NLT is saying, is a confident by King James. He says, now faith is the substance of things hopeful. This amount of faith. Now faith is, you see, it, it means one that you cannot postpone your faith to a later time. If you have faith, faith is your state of being now. Praise the Lord. Make sure you step down the speed small, okay? If you have faith, then your state of being now determines whether your faith is active or is dead. Now faith is, it means faith operates in the now time. Now is faith. Now faith is the substance. Say substance. Now faith is the substance. Did he say a substance? Is the substance. That word substance is from the Greek word that's saying foundation. So it is the sub, the foundation, the substratum upon which you are making your stance. So my standing is upon this thing called faith. And we learned in NLT that this substance is the confidence. It's what? It's God saying something to somebody here. It's a, it's a confidence. It, I mean, a demon can tell you you will die. But it depends on what you are standing on. If I'm standing on a grave, I know I'm gone. But <laughs> you are going to... But if I'm standing on God, or on the word of God, that says I shall not die. I will live to declare the words of God. You can pronounce your death to... That's what you think. But what I'm standing on does not allow me to follow your death. 
or the pronouncement of your death. Because I am standing on something more solid than whatever you are making pronouncement for. Say substance. Substance also means ingredient. That's one of the ingredients of your faith is confidence. Is what? Confidence in God and in his word. One of the ingredients in a soup. African proper light soup is tomato. Tomato, light soup. You have tomato, you have pepper, some add garden eggs, water is there. You can imagine trying to do a light soup without water. Just imagine it. Everything that will be coming out of that pan on fire is smoke. It will not produce soup. Are we going somewhere at all? You won't even get a stew. You get smoke and ashes. Your face is too serious for a powerful message like this. What is wrong? I'm cooking for you. For some of you girls, it is this formula I have put down. That is helping you know how to cook this rice soup. And pastor is teaching you even how to cook rice soup. But for this one I just said, oh, I know the kind of mixture you would do. It would look like a purgative. And this is better than Google soup. Right. So, when a crucial ingredient, and water is a crucial ingredient in the preparation of soup, true or false, honestly, you can do a soup without tomato. Lye soup. You still drink, you won't die. If, I, if you go to countries like Nigeria, they have pepper soup. Pepper soup. They have all manner of soup. But no matter the soup you are making, there must be water. There must be what? When a crucial ingredient is missing from an equation, there is an anomaly. And that anomaly changes the, com- the, the complexion of whatever you are trying to achieve. When water is not part of this preparation, we can't call it soup. Because what will come out will not be soup. It will be smoke. In the same way, when confidence is absent as an ingredient or substance from your faith, it's no longer faith. It might be called anxiety, like we call that in smoke. It might be called something else, but it's not faith. Because a crucial ingredient is not there. Praise the Lord. I mean, salt can be missing. We still call it soup. Hypertensive people, they drink soup without salt. It's soup for them. Two of us. But there must be water. Your faith is not faith enough if your, there is no confidence in the person and in the ability of God. 
when you are not now walking in confidence, like somebody can go and pray, say, I pray, I have faith. Why don't I have resort? Confidence. What? Talk to me. What? Let, let me show you what makes prayer work. You, you know, you are making me jump the message. But look at First John chapter 5, I think verse number 11. He said, this is what God has testified. We're going all the way down, okay? He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. 12. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. Is it, is it ambiguous? He said, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the son of God, so that ye may know you have eternal life. Say, I have eternal life. 14. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. We are what? Talk to me. Talk to me. Now, now follow me. We are what? We, we have eternal life. <laughs> we believe in the Son of God. So we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. So when you are confident before God, you are not begging God in prayer. 14. I was speaking in the first service that we know that he hears us. It's not like we are drumming it for him to hear. He hears us. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Whenever we ask for anything that pleases him, that means when we ask in his will. We don't even have to think twice. Because he hears us. That confidence will produce the result. Now look at 15. 15 says, Because we know he hears us when we ask in his will. And since we know he hears us when we make our request. We also know that he will give us what we ask for. Praise the Lord. We know that he will what? Give us whatever we ask for. Because we know he hears. If he hears, then he gives. And that is our confidence. And our confidence is in the fact that we have eternal life. So when we appear before him, he sees his son. He doesn't see us necessarily. So you can imagine Jesus asking the father if there is any scenario like that. And then the father saying, no. How? Uh, look at someone and say, how? Put that scripture there again. 16 says that. 16. If you see a Christian brother or a sister sinning in a way that does not lead to death. But confidence before God is the reason why you have answered prayer. So when you are expressing something, it is that confidence in God that makes me reply your long test message with a short one that it's done. So you see that you have faith, I have faith, but you are missing a crucial ingredient 
And I have that crucial ingredient. So I see the result you don't see. God, Alpha, is done. I repeat, is done. And I don't think again that I've, I've married my wife for several years. She has not woken up at midnight, see me sitting, think. Is everything all right? How? How? Missing an important sleep. Faith is what makes Jesus sleep in the boat when there is storm. Because he knows it is impossible for him to get drowned. It's impossible. There are some things you must put them in the impossible category. Are you following here at all? And somebody is saying, this verse with I'm really trying, I'm testing on whether it works. No, we are not testing here. We are not doing try and error. We are not testing here. Angela, stop buying that wardrobe with your first fruit. What, what did I see? I saw like arm robbers entering her room and as I was preaching, because of something she hung on the wardrobe, and I, as I was preaching, the Holy Ghost told me that because it's spirit money that brought this wardrobe. So as I was, I was preaching, I just jumped here, sir. Hey! <laughs> Before the arm robber, we even see you are very beautiful. You see that lady? Is she ugly? Save your, your life. By not using spirit money to purchase that wardrobe. But what was the end? A wardrobe was already sitting somewhere. Waiting for her obedience. Confidence to give God. Then that, is, that triggers whatever has been prepared to come your way. The things we are chasing for, they have already been prepared. When the banquet was there, he said, go and call them and tell them that all things are ready. All things are what? Ready. It's on ground. It's not like God is preparing a husband for me. He's already prepared. Nothing shows God. God. God is resting from his labor. Are you following at all? He's resting. He knows how he has set the world in a changeless decree or order. So you can be crying now. God does not want you to cry. Faith takes you to God's realm. So that you are supposed to have the same heart God has. See the way God sees. And think the way he thinks. So that in faith you actually know what is on the mind of God. And what God has done. So he says, now faith is the substance of the things hoped for. I want King James, the original one. Hope for. Now, the substance is the confidence of the things you are hoping for. And it is the evidence of the things not seen. So the confidence has given you an evidence. The evidence is in your spirit. So you walk in confidence. Are you following here? Last week, a sister called me and um, was 
quite disturbed that she is waiting for some decision to be made by an organization. And uh, that she's been praying about it. And I told her, oh, it will happen. This is how the decision will be. So she said, we were talking. The child was not well. And she said, I say, okay, so how is work? He said, oh, Pastor, you know, I have feedback. So now I get very down. Because it looks like this thing is coming, it's not coming, it's coming, it's not coming. So last night I was praying very late in the night when he sent me a test. And he said, ah, after midnight, oh, he said, Daddy, <laughs> I have had an insider information that the decision has been taken and I have been posted to so so and so place. So now I am calm. I said, No, you are not supposed to be now calm. You were supposed to be calm before. <laughs> because I was calm because I knew. I had the evidence. The evidence was making me walk in confidence. It's your evidence that determines your confidence. And faith gives you the evidence of the things you are not seeing. With your natural eyes. So whilst everybody can be complaining and having an opinion about it, your faith has already seen what is on the table of God. And based on that, you can walk in confidence that, oh, it's done. Don't worry. Do you have it? It's coming. Because you have the evidence. You have what? Talk to me. You have what? Talk to me. One more time. You have what? In court, eh, a lawyer may be struggling until he has an evidence. You will see the attitude will change. He can just be playing with the cross-examination. Playing, 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 playing. As if he's whiling away time now, he will now strike. Wham! The whole thing will change. Evidence. Say evidence. <laughs> evidence, spiritual evidence will change your attitude. What's the evidence now if you are not well? That by his stripes, I'm healed. Praise the Lord. That's the evidence. That's, I'm not expecting death. I'm expecting healing. So everybody can be crying. Like this, this one will be crying. I, I refuse to speak to the lady. I say, look, we are not burying anybody now. I ask her, do you love your auntie? Because she has some other elements too. He said, this one, I love her well, well. I say, okay, you will not die. Just go. It's done. And when she told me about how the uncle died the same way, blah, blah, blah. Something rose up in me. That this is very demonic. God punish the devil. And so straight away, I mean, by that thing rising up in me, I knew that this is not an evil person. And just the person needed a spiritual person to make a decree to stop the grave from swallowing her. So I made that decree and I said, look, I don't know how, but she will come out. And she has come out now. Say evidence. It's a supreme, extreme, advanced confidence. Supreme, extreme, advanced, superior confidence. When you have this confidence in God, it changes the way you talk. The way you walk, the way you appear, the way you think, the way you see things. As I'm here now, do you have not conceived that some malambi somewhere is chanting and the thing is so strong that I will die. Go punish the devil. What? Chant? For what? You can be chanting. It's your job. Do now. 
but I'm not dying for any malamo. They will see my the fire of my God. Shout fire. fire. Hey, we are preaching faith. I'm shouting fire. Oh, Charlie. 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 Hey. It's powerful. Praise the Lord. Okay. There was a scripture I wanted us to consider. Look at this. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. And then verse number 14. Verse 6 says that, But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. He said, but Christ as a son over his own house. Whose house are we? We are the house of Christ. Praise the Lord. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. That we have a hope for something to happen. But God needs us to rejoice that that which we are hoping for will manifest in the end. And he says the key to that manifestation is an unwavering confidence in God. And it's not the Holy Ghost who is going to hold fast that confidence where he says, you if you believe you are going to marry this year after your first fruit, hold fast to that confidence. Praise the Lord. Hold fast to that profession of your confession. Hold fast to that thing you believe is yours. You hold fast to it. You believe you are going to get a contract. There will be hide and seek up and down, but hold fast to your confidence. Because what happens is that over time, News, words, attitudes, signals, alerts, change your position from one place to another, to another, to another. But hold fast to your confidence. Tell somebody, hold fast. Hey, can, can you stand in the mirror. It's your own mirror. And uh, your body is your own body. And just scan yourself and say, it is impossible to have these things and not have a husband. A husband loves these things. That husband is coming. Somebody will be ravished with these things. You see? It's a deep revelation, I'm telling you. So hold fast to that confidence. I'm preaching. You can't have these things. That Christ is in this house. And you will not see the manifestation of your hope. It's an error. The only reason why that will not happen is that you lack the confident faith to hold on to what you have been declaring all this while. And in verse number 14, did I say 14? It said, for we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. <laughs> Tell somebody, don't change position. It is too much. <laughs> this is the hold fast the confidence first. Yes, you are holding the whole matter. But he said, 
Put the oh, what is see Bible? Okay. That we are made partakers of Christ. Whatever Christ has, we are made partakers of that thing. What is the condition? If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Five years ago, some people here I'm preaching to right now, they believed that something was going to happen positively in their lives. But as I'm talking right now, they are not holding the hyper-powerful beginning of that confidence. They have shortened the wedding veil. They have actually moved from the Bruni wedding dress to wooden. Any dress for wedding is wedding. What's important is that it's what? Wedding. They have just dropped the beginning of that confidence. Why age? Why time? Why disappointment? Why circumstances have helped you to change the goalpost? It's moved from a football goalpost to a rugby goalpost. Because now you cannot score at this level. You have to score at that level. So you have left the beginning of your confidence. But he said, you will become a partaker if you hold steadfast. The beginning. Why the beginning? Because the God who promised you, he has not been shifting. He has not been changing goalposts. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he is the same forever. Bible says, faithful is he who has promised. The same would that God is very constant when it comes to his promises. And this is the confidence we have in him. Hey, Philippians 1. Look at that. We'll come back here. Verse 5 and 6. This is the confidence for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing. What is that thing? That he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Be confident in this thing. That the God who has started a good work in you. Eh? The God who has begun a good work in you. He will perform it. Be confident in that. So hold on to the beginning of your confidence. It's not like you are going into a negotiation. You believe that they should pay you 10000 And when you went there, somebody on the panel just scared you. So you know it's okay. 5000 is okay. What do you mean? That's the kind of a thing the Holy Ghost was trying to tell that boy. When he met that man. He asked him, how much do you want? He was almost about to quote a substandard quantity. When the Holy Ghost now said, change your brain. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on to the beginning. Say beginning. Yeah, listen, some of you believe that your marriage will be the sweetest. But now, the character of the man has made you to change goalposts. Uh, now, it is like 
I don't know if God is saying something to somebody. But what will make this man change eh, is not even the many prayers you are praying. Is that God is watching the confidence of your faith. Now watch this. Anything your faith, the confidence of your faith cannot accommodate or build can never be established for you. That if you are not confident in something you are expecting to see, even if heaven releases it, it will miss your address. So your husband is misbehaving, but the beginning of your confidence is that I have the most lovely husband. So even though there's misbehavior, the beginning of your confidence is that I'm not marrying a polygamist. Are you following now? There's a side chick, but the beginning of your confidence was that you were you never contracted that marriage on the platform that there will be a side chick along the way. Now there is a side chick. Don't shift your goalpost. Stay with the beginning of your confidence that this man that I married, it was supposed to be one man, one woman, me alone, him alone. Are you here at all? And so there's side chick, but this confidence before God will make you become a partaker of a man who has veered off. He will recover because your confidence will not allow the angels to allow him continue. I feel like I'm preaching here right now. Hey. The woman that came from Switzerland, um, Rebecca, it looks like it's better here than watching on the internet. Eh? Charlie, it's powerful here. This live match this is not rebroadcast. <laughs> live telecast. Hey. The market can shift your goalpost by maintaining your confidence. Some of the prices of your good, the market cannot accommodate it. But you just maintain. Somebody will come who will not be willing to pay the common colo market price. He just will pay that level. And it is so because you maintain the beginning. You are steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. With that confidence. Oh my goods, I'll sell it. The one to buy is there and he will come and he must come. That's why the first fruit is not like try and error. We are not trying to see whether God will do what he said he would do. What are you talking about? The thing is already done. As we have engaged that covenant, my confidence is in the fact that they can bring lions then. Or burning furnace. Oh boy, I'm not careful about this matter. The confidence is that this year I have not broken the neck of my ear. And this animal must give birth unto me. Are you following this thing at all? So it's working. Look, people who go to the shrine, when they tell them so, or they go and make a promise in the shrine, they don't expect anything different. Too. No matter, they will come, the husband will be misbehaving, misbehaving. If they say, wake up 12 midnight, kiss that talisman. They wake up. The man will slap them in the morning. Another 12 midnight, they will still kiss. By the time they know, one day they will kiss the man. 
and the man's brain will do like Nigerian frame. <laughs> Holding the beginning of your confidence steadfast. You, you think Satan came here to play? He will play tricks to make sure that you will keep changing you. You will keep changing. But if you are stable, wow. Wow. Sometimes when I'm, I'm praying for somebody and possibly it's a deliverance case, it's not everybody I'm praying for, I'm expecting the person to fall. I say go. So when I say go, they say, ah, how? Because in their mind, deliverance, you must be vomiting all my, my kind of kind of things. When I fall down, you must manifest shouting all manner of things. Some of them don't really, 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 really believe that that just laid hands. The Bible says you will lay hands and they shall recover. I have laid hands. Not in my name, in his name. <laughs> the recovery has happened now. And Bible said, when the wind blows, some of the trees, they will shake and fall. Others will stand. But they have all felt the wind. It's not every time I'm expecting somebody to fall. But something has happened. So I'm holding the beginning of my confidence steadfast. This is powerful. That's how you become a partaker. You want to be a rich man? Don't just be changing market left, right, center because it's not working. It will work. Tell somebody to work. I can't hear you. Say it's working. Say it's working. It's your husband that is not coming to the table. He will come to the table. What are you talking? What is it? What is important? Listen to me. Listen to me. Two people in a relationship. The most important person in the relationship is not the one who is misbehaving. The most important person in that relationship is the one who has the covenant and who knows what the covenant can do for them in that relationship. Are you following? So your man can be misbehaving. Your wife can be misbehaving. But your covenant determines what happens around you. So the God of your covenant is not looking at that person. He's looking at how to satisfy you. And in satisfying you, he needs you to hold the head of that your confidence. For whatever you want to see in that person. If you can maintain it, then God has something to work on. But sometimes when God comes, you have changed, you have hibernated. And so what is there for God to work with is not the original intent of what you were looking for. So God comes to work and you have, you, your heart has moved to passivity the same way the heart of the person you are looking for is also passive. So what God has to work with is passive. So God, you, you feed God, input in, input out. So that input is determining the output. That's why when you have faith, the results are different. When you don't have faith, it also gives you a particular kind of result. So if you hold the beginning of your confidence, lovely man, 
active man. Man with swag. All the girls in this church, I know, they want man with swag. I'm a prophet, my daughter. What are you talking? I know this and leave this man. Even the ones who have got 60 year olds, 70 year olds, they want the men to behave like 22. And if you're a man here, if you're a man here, I intercede right now, 10 hours for you, that your swagness will come alive. You are too better, better. Too lethargic. You are not active at all. You see, your absence is not noticed. And your presence is not felt. You are inconsequential to the equation of love. What is wrong with you? A man must be alive. Hey! Jerry, give offering, give offering. Shakatala Bahaya. What are you talking? Stressing the ladies in the house. Behaving as if you are not there. Oh boy, you are there. Show up. I'm preaching eh? Kadabahadagadadadadas. Confidence. What to your wife? Hey, I'm married. I'm the one marrying. Look at me. I, I, what are you talking? I will tell my wife. Even your father was glad to hand you over to me. You know that there's a man in the house. Some of you are hiding and running. Are you Gideon? Harvesting and hiding the harvest. You have a wife. It's as if you don't have. You're just walking as if you were a brother. Hey, two of you don't have one mother. It's not your brother. That's what it is. It's not your brother. <laughs> I'm preaching, Papa. Hey. Jesus Christ. What a powerful preaching. Tell somebody it's working, it's working. Tell somebody, don't, no matter what is happening, that thing is already working. It is working. Hold on. Hold fast. The Bible uses some key. Hold fast. Just say, Tawi. If you are dying, die with it. That's hold fast. That's to lose it means I can even die over my dead body. Are you following this? Yes, yes, now. There's one woman. She recently died. Can you imagine? The husband is alive. Oh. The husband is a doctor. The husband died. Died for days. She came to the hospital here in Accra. She said, God did not tell me my husband would die. So she sat by the corpse at the mochi, she did not allow them to put it in the fridge. And because the man was a doctor, they allowed the woman. She stayed there, stayed there four days. Yes, now the man came alive. She said, God did not tell me my husband would die. 
and the woman mom has overtaken. And I'm sure if the man has that kind of crazy faith, holding the confidence that this woman must not die. Woman will not die. What's the problem with pastors? Whilst the congregant, Moses' congregation, the Israelite, the ones he was leading, who misbehave and God wants to kill them, they have a leader in Moses who goes to God to intercede for them that the beginning of the journey was set that they must reach the promised land. So no matter how angry with God is with them, by that leader interceding for them, holding the beginning of that confidence, God just cools down and shows them mercy and keeps working with them. Now, Moses has a problem. And God says, come up the mountain, let me kill you. And there is nobody there standing in the gap to intercede for Moses that, Abba, God, if you kill your man, they will say you killed this man and he didn't reach with us. Nobody. So Moses dies. Meanwhile, the sin he committed is actually the people who committed the sin. But he has been praying for them, holding the beginning of the confidence that when we set off, you know, I'm going to continue this. I think um, our time is fast spent. But tell somebody, hold on to the beginning of your confidence. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Let your clap offering eh, be a righteous one. Stand up and give Jesus a big clap. We are going to clap together. One, two, three, clap. Shout hallelujah. And prophesy to three people. If you hold on to your confidence of faith, God will show up. Tell somebody it's not over. Until the dry bones come alive. Tell them hold on to your confidence. Tell them let nothing shake you. Don't be shaken by circumstances. By the changing times. Tell them don't be shaken. When people are shaking, shaking, shaking. Hold on! You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International, located at Medina Estate, Accra, off the Social Welfare Road, between the Goyle Filling Station and Val 1 Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. For further information, visit our website www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. Call 0244-117831 or 0204-916168 or 0277-432360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, at 9.30 a.m. for the second service, on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service, and on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experience in Jesus, birth in ministries.